The following podcast contains strong language and explicit content. And if that offends you, then I suggest you switch this off. This is a Podcast Now production. I was like, we've so nearly crossed the boundary because I could have easily shipped myself all over his hand. Love Bites, a podcast about all the things you were told you couldn't talk about, like the fact that this is episode one of season three. Hello, Laura Rooney. Hello, Fiona Wishart. It's so bloody good to be back and it's so lovely to see your face. I have missed you so much. I think people, I think that also, because we're so used to talking to each other at least once a week. Well, not at least once a week. We do talk to each other once a week. It's weird when you stop the routine. I'm like, what do I do on a Monday night whenever we record it? But you know what? I just, like I've always said, I think this is a form of therapy for both of us. And without it, I feel like I haven't really channeled certain emotions. And I've got lots of friends to talk to things. I've got lots of friends to talk all these things through with, but I feel like you and I really hash things out. So yeah, I've just really missed you, really missed the podcast. We have missed each and every one of our lovely listeners. We've had quite a few messages of people saying, when the fuck are you girls coming back online? Um, You know where to find us. You know that we are always here to talk and listen. We are open to suggestions at all times. You can find us on Instagram and our handle is lovebitespodcast underscore. Well... It's just been an interesting break. What has been going on with you? Tell me about your life. As you know, you and I met up in Dubai and it was just so great to reconnect with all our like old girlfriends. We got together, we had such a fun night. I got to see loads of lovely friends. I slotted back in Fiona a little too smoothly, a little too well. Um, as you know, I've been like struggling with missing Dubai a lot, and part of me wanted, part of me wanted to return to Dubai and think, you know what, I, I am kind of done with this. But mm. I just returned and thought, oh my god, I could just slot right back in. But alas, I took it for what it was. It was a great trip, and I'm eternally grateful to have those relationships in Dubai. I'm grateful for all those people that make it such a great place because. Essentially, it is the people and not the place. Although, actually, that's a lie because Dubai is fucking class. But anyways, then I had nearly a month in Australia reconnecting with my sister and my nephew. My mom was there and that was a really wholesome trip. That was a, a, a month that was so sorely needed, given the sh- awful, awful time that my sister had following the birth of her son um, in 2020. So... That wasn't a crazy holiday per se. That was just a lot of real life, quote unquote, family time. You know, I was looking after my nephew, Rory. We were doing a lot of family things and it was just so good to reconnect with the family on that level. I've been home in Northern Ireland about a week already and I am I feel like I've got a nude per- perspective on things. You know, I feel like previously I was focusing so much on the lack and the things that I didn't have and the things that I wasn't enjoying. And now I have to focus on the abundance and the great things in my life. Otherwise, I am going to fucking lose the plot. 
yeah, I think that's the best thing for you. I think, um, you know, Dubai is such an amazing place and you're lucky now that you're able to come here, have your time, get it out of your system and you have a partner that allows you to do that. And it is one of those things where look around you at all this amazing things and the value add that your relationship has had in your life and the difference it's made in your life compared to what your relationships were like here in Dubai because it's very difficult you obviously yes we slot into this life and we're doing all these like fun things but actually at the end of the day that's not what life is about life's about sitting there with your dog living and creating and building a life for you in Ireland I know I I think you know what Fiona it's so multi-dimensional and I think life for all of us is like an onion and there's so many layers and there's some days Isn't that, that from can... Shrek? Isn't that from Shrek? I think it is. is it? Yeah. No, that's like such a common life mantra. Um, <laughs> life is like an onion. Um, but it is it is it yeah, is so multi-layered. And you know, there's some days that I can look at things with a really renewed vigor and other days I'm like, oh Jesus, I hate the weather and I want to go back. But yeah. alas, I need to start to um look at you know, feed the light as I'm such a big mm. fan of. Otherwise, um, you know, life is for living, life is short, and I just need to um really par through and see the good, see the good in everything because really what's agree, the alternative, you know? So what about you, Fiona Wish? <laughs> well, as uh, if those eagle-eyed of you seen on Instagram, um I'm in a relationship, which is just and that's Absolutely. so amazing, but it was it was an interesting turn of events, actually, what happened. I think that I'll explain the story because otherwise people will ask. So I spoke about a guy, a guy. that, um, oh, just went on. Um, I spoke about a guy about, what, how long ago was it? It was like a couple of weeks ago a and ago. a couple of months ago. And I said that him and I have ended, had ended. Um, and it was because of lots of personal reasons. Anyway, about like a couple of weeks later, I think after that, he reached out to me, he reached out to me, he reached out to me. And I said no to him quite a lot because I think that so much had happened. And then actually after you had come to Dubai that night I got a missed call from him don't you remember we were sitting there and I was like oh my god he's calling me what the hell and then the next morning him and I basically had like a discussion and he said please can we see each other and we did and we had like a I saw him and we had a very like practical conversation and it took a bit of convincing but it wasn't because of how I felt about him I think it was because when something ends with someone um that you didn't when something someone ends something with you and then they want you back there's a part of you that's like unsure you're like basically trying to protect yourself which is kind of what I did and anyway so now I roundabout way basically being like we got back together and I can quite categorically say that I'm, and I said this earlier to my friend, I am the happiest I've been in a long fucking time. Like literally, I'm so happy. And I'm so glad that I also had the guts to get back together. Cause I feel like if I hadn't, I would have been really 
fucked off with myself because I was super upset when it ended. I didn't want it to end. And he also said that he realized that he'd made a mistake. And I think yeah. that that is the <laughs> it's one of the best things a girl can hear, to be honest, because you're like, yes, you did. And now you're back. But like, I think him and I also, we have such a great, we, we had from the beginning this amazing connection. And now we're kind of in this, we're in a relationship now. <laughs> and he's meeting my friends and things like that. And there are so many th- amazing things about our relationship. Like we fucking fight like cats and dogs, but like at the end of the day, I don't ever feel scared that we're gonna, he's gonna leave me, which I think yeah. is, which is good. And we're obviously navigating new relationships because that's always interesting. Also, I've not been in a relationship for such a long time. And also we're just like, you know, figuring out people's personalities and things like that and kind of, and I have to also stop myself sometimes because I'm someone that has decides that they're in something, which is what I've done. I've decided this is it. This is now what I want. And I go one million miles per hour. And I then like, I literally give it everything. That's like, kind of like when I opened my, my business or when I decided to have it taken over by another company, I was like, this is my decision and I'm going to give it everything. And that's basically what I'm doing. But it can be sometimes to my detriment because I'll go so fast and I'll be like, where are you? Why are you not catching up? And actually people just take their own time for things. So it's kind of navigating that. But honestly, like it's, I think he is genuinely amazing and I'm just so fucking happy. I'm so crazy. You want to do know what? I think you have taken us all on this journey (laughs) with you, right? As your friend who loves you dearly, who has seen you go through quite a bit of shit with guys, it is music to my ears to hear you say that you are happy. And I can feel it from you. And I think anybody listening can hear it in your tone, in your words. You're secure. Yeah. And you find that peace that we always talk about fuck the volatility you know fuck the toxicity yes that maybe leads to a lot of passion and all that sort of thing you're at that point where you actually feel secure you said you fight like cat and dog which is fine but you're not afraid that he's gonna leave you know you've got that you've got to that really sweet point where you're actually in a relationship together yeah and and you're at peace with each other and it's such a brilliant place to be and you deserve to get there more than anybody else and we have all listened to you we've all been there when you have cried sore from your wee soul because you felt lonely you felt bereft you felt let down and I think you know a lot of women listening to this who are perhaps in the same situation that you were just a few months ago Fiona Mm. will seek so much solace in hearing you get to this point and it's just the best thing in the world and I hope so and also another thing and I heard this on another podcast recently this thing of when people say and we say it but in I know now what I mean by it is when someone says when you meet someone and it's right it's easy and I think that we need to be clear that actually what we mean by that is how you feel about each other is the easy part but it doesn't necessarily mean 
that things or circumstances are going to be easy to get you to a good point. Like we, me and him have not had it easy. We still don't have it easy, but I think that it's what me and him do have that it is easy. And that's why it's so peaceful is that 100% feel secure in how he, we yeah. feel about each other. The other stuff can be tested because we feel that about each other. And I also think another really important thing to say to obviously people that were maybe in my situation or it are in my, what, what I'm trying to say, are in the situation that I was in before is that him and I now, when we speak and when I hear him speak about what he wants from life and where he wants to be and where he wants to live, it's completely aligned with mine. We both want to settle in Dubai and have kids in Dubai. We don't want for like, I don't want for, you know, these yachts and things like that. Yeah, like we always kind of laugh and think, yeah, yeah, of course you do. But really, we both just want a normal family life that's just normal. And I think that's so important when you're in the kind of phase of getting into a relationship because we're completely aligned and that makes the future seem not only easy but also like I don't know like within reach yeah and I think that that's so important especially at our age because we're not just I'm not like I could never end up with someone that wants to go to the UK in two years time because I'm not ready or like someone that wants to like move to fucking Bali or whatever like no matter how much I'd have liked someone that's not and I'm so I'm so grateful that in him align. I'm also that it just it's just fucking great. It's just it's just aligned yeah. nicely, slotted into my life at the right time. Because and I'm learning when, whenever you and him kind of got back together, you're a bit coy at the beginning, as you would be, because he hurt you, and I'm sure you felt an immense sense of reluctance to put yourself in that situation where you'd be potentially hurt again. Um and I think it's important to touch upon the fact that he wasn't a massive asshole to you. No. He had a lot of personal stuff going on that was completely valid and maybe he didn't go about things in the right way, but hey, we all make mistakes. And then I spoke to him online with you, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot you met him, didn't you? And I just kind of said to him, you know, like just joking around, like, oh God, you know, you'd make sure that you know, you treat this girl well and she's a diamond and all the rest of it. And then I just kind of said that quite often when you break up with somebody under whatever whatever circumstances, quite often breaking up with that person prompts you to appreciate things that you maybe didn't appreciate before. You know, that space and dis- distance really makes you appreciate that other person. So when I broke up with my, sorry, when my ex broke up with me before, we had three months that we separated. We both completely went our own way. He was with somebody else and I went into my little nesting syndrome where I really healed and recouped. And it took that three months for him to realize the that breaking up with me was the biggest mistake that he ever made. And I'm not saying that to like slap myself in the back full of self-importance. It genuinely was. And we did get back together. And when we got back together, there were, it was probably months of volatility I was so angry at him I was pissed off I was hurt a lot of things kind of crept up but after that initial period we continued on for nearly three years in a relationship and it was probably the happiest and healthiest 
we ever were. And I truly believe it was because of that breakup. It was because of that time apart for him to realize the mistake that he had made. Um, now we broke up for different reasons that didn't pertain to that. But my point is, if you learn from a breakup, you can actually come back together and it can be better than it ever was before because you need to treat mm. it like a completely different relationship. And it's it not is. the relationship that it once was. It's a, it's, a, it's a different era. It's a different relationship. You're bringing a different perspective and so is he. So it's essentially a totally new beginning, which is bloody brilliant. Mm. Yeah, I agree. And before we move on, obviously, like, you'll obviously hear for the next, I don't know how long, like, I also, it is a totally new experience this time around. And I think we've both seen it as that fresh state, fresh start. It's a completely new time and a new experience. And I also am taking this time to figure out how I want to be in a relationship as well. And also testing each other's boundaries. And this is the kind of time to do it because I have different boundaries to him and I'm slowly working them out and how we fight and how we forgive and how we, all these things and navigating that is interesting and obviously it's quite hard but also there's nothing more rewarding than looking at someone and just feeling such a strong sense of feeling so happy with that person and also just feeling comfortable like yesterday he met two of my friends from home one of them I went to uni with she's my best friend and I sat there and I watched him laughing with her they were making jokes and I was like isn't that the most wonderful thing to watch your best friends laugh with someone that you care so deeply about anyway it was just it was just lovely and I just am really happy so stay tuned everyone for what is to come watching I would I would love to hear from our listeners actually Fiona has anybody um you know fallen back in love for a second time with the same person what did you learn Mm, how did things progress I I would love to hear that because I know quite a few people that it has happened to Um, and you know where to find us tell us your stories we're on Instagram love bites podcast underscore amazing well do we have we have a letter today I've not read it because I just didn't want to um because I feel like I saw like two two second two lines of it and I was like right I'm not I'm not reading that you know what we have got so many letters backdated and so many dms and we will try our level best to get to them all but we kind of um jettison the letters um as per the theme of our um of our podcast so anyways we will try to get to them this one's a really good one today and I feel like it really kind of aligns with your um you know the 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 early stage of your relationship so hi girls where have you been I've bloody missed you both and need your advice I'm two months into a new relationship and we are currently in the Maldives, lucky girl. Totally amazing, besides from the fact that I am totally constipated three days in and no poos for me. I think I'm subconsciously mortified of having the shits in the same hotel room. I'm taking a laxative tonight, fuck it. I don't know why I'm so weird about this totally normal bodily function. Is it just me? Oh my God, I'm literally, this is so funny. This is so funny because basically I'm having this thing at the moment where the poo boundary for us, the line has completely crossed way earlier than I wanted it to. 
I feel right. for this girl. So like, okay, so for me, whenever I've been in relationships before, I've not crossed the poo boundary at all because okay. I just feel like I just, de- I never wanted to. I've kind of, I do also like, don't you remember that time where we said in London how like when I was when I was dating the photographer, I would like roll up tissue and put it down the loo. So when I did a wee, he couldn't hear. Whereas obviously with this relationship, like, he's like peed with the door open from day one and he used to like walk he doesn't anymore because I'm like get out he'll like happily walk in and watch me wee and it'll be fine whereas I am like very like no the poo boundary with us got crossed where basically this is a funny story sorry we will go to the letter in a sec but I'm just gonna have to tell this story apologies to him he knows I'm gonna talk about it because we talked about it last night and I was like I'm gonna have to say it's too good so uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were having sex and I was quite drunk. He was quite drunk as well. And I'm quite a fan of the butt plug. So I got the butt plug, <laughs> put it up there. We, continue, we were having sex. and on I his just, butt, On his butt? No, 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 butt. on mine, on mine. Okay. And then I said, I, said to him, <laughs> I said to him, I'm so drunk. What the hell? And also when you're drunk, you kind of can't feel anything. I was like, push it in, push it in. Because if you push it, it like feels really nice. I love how like I'm going towards to do it. Anyway, so he then, he must have been, he was quite drunk as well. He basically pushed it. And then he was like, oh my God, babe, it's gone. And I was like, <gasps> what? I was like, what? What are you talking about? Also, just, I don't know if anyone knows what a butt plug looks like. There's like a bulb end and then there's like a stopper and it's mine's jewel. It's quite chunky. It's got a heart-shaped jewel at the end to like, so it to stop doing exactly what just happened, which is to go right up my ass, which it did. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Anyway, I panicked. I panicked and the first thing that went through my mind was, oh my God, he's going to have to take me to hospital and I'm going to be one of those girls that has- On the like, Daily Mail? Yeah, on the Daily Mail that's had like a <laughs> truck up their ass or something, like a toy toy truck. Oh my God. Anyway, so the poor bloke basically put his hand up there and I had to push to get it out. And I was like, we've- Fucking so- prolapse party, Fiona? Yeah, I was like, we've so nearly crossed the boundary because I could have- easily shit myself all over his hand I didn't thank god but then me and him have crossed the boundary fully because one the next morning he told me that he needed to go to the loo and I was like I really don't need to know but if I'm crossed it now you had your hand up my ass and um, can, I ju- can you just confirm that you got that thing out of your yeah we, we got it, yeah we got it out we got it out okay cool we got it out but then he was really ill for the whole of last week like really bad tummy Mm -hmm. and then I basically told him that I basically do have I can sometimes get quite wide IBS and then it totally got crossed because on this weekend it was his birthday and we went out for dinner and it was I there's a tummy bug going around basically and halfway through dinner I was like I went and had to throw up and I had the shits and Mm -hmm. then I like had to get up in the night and stuff so we've now crossed the boundary because of illness Mm-hmm. but I still wouldn't say to him, I really need to do a poo. Yeah. Like, if we're on holiday, like if I was in Maldives right now with him, I'd be the same as that girl. And he would say to me, you're being fucking stupid. Just go and do a poo. I'll go else, elsewhere. And I think I probably would, but I would feel like sweating and mortified. What about you? What, what oh, about you? I, I like this girl. I completely resonate with her. I I've never, I've never been somebody that openly discusses 
poos in a relationship I just I don't know it maybe gives me the ick a little bit like I always remember this boyfriend farting in front of me and it literally made me feel sick equally I wouldn't really like it's something that I'm I'm not a big fan of but my boyfriend and I are a lot more open about it than I've probably ever been with anybody else because anybody that listens to Love Bites knows that Fiona has a little bit of IBS and I have a little bit of like constant constipation so I take these shitting teas right if anybody (laughs) is constipated in Dubai you can go to your local supermarket and you can buy this tea called Royal Regimen Tea and I'm pretty Uh sure it's made in Egypt or whatever and it's like 30 dirhams for a massive box so so cheap you take a Royal Regimen Tea my girl take it at night before bed and you will wake up in the morning and you will shit yourself right really it's a bit extreme it's a bit aggressive on one's bowels like I've definitely shit myself um and one such time we were in the kind not like super early stages but like within the first year and he was lying on the sofa watching the masters as I recall and so not really loud tv not like an action movie that could drain out the shark yeah like um a quiet lull of golf and I went in there um to the downstairs loo and I shit myself ferociously and I was like oh my god I wonder can he hear and I came in and he was pretending to be asleep and I knew oh my god because firstly he would never fall asleep during the masters and um, and I was like did you hear that and he went yeah and I went oh fuck oh, it no. was disgusting so from then um we're a lot more open with each other um and I'm like oh have you got like a bad stomach and he's like yeah and things like that but I'm never I would never like go in and sit with him as he's like having a pee and I would absolutely never ever be comfortable with him being in the bathroom the same time no I am I'm I'm on the 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 loo I personally don't believe that it's 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 a line that I don't want to cross equally my best friend will have her husband sit in the bathroom with her as she's taking a shit and he she will like have him look up her vagina at ingrown hairs and have him like pop ingrown hairs like on her fucking flaps so different strokes for different folks that doesn't affect their sex life and their lust for each other so this girl she is completely within her rights to feel like that I would feel the exact same what I will say is the vast majority of guys don't give a shit. It's kind of, I feel like somebody's waiting for somebody to broach this, the mm. shit, the shit boundary. And once it's kind of broached, you kind of like lean into it a little bit. Although I will say my ex, um, he kind of made it known very early on in our relationship that that was a line that should never be crossed. Um, he was very much a guy that kind of, I mean, I'm making him sound really bad. He's not, but he kind of really believed in a Stepford wife. Um, and therefore he he made it known very very early on that um there was to be no toilet conversation or no reference to any sort of bodily function while we were together. And I think maybe that um 
that hardened me to that and that's why therefore I'm really weird about it the thing the thing is like it is every look everyone does it and like don't get me wrong this both of us being sick the past week has not deterred how much I fancy him and I literally would have sex with him all day every day and twice on a Sunday but like that I think that that is also I think what we worry about as girls especially like this girl she's in the Maldives on holiday with her boyfriend her new boyfriend and I think that we think that if we have a bodily function um they're going to stop finding us desirable but actually I think that in if if you're stopping yourself so much that you're getting constipated and it's hurting and it's not good for your body then we all kind of have to give us a, us all a kick up the maybe not the arse but somewhere else if we've got constipation you know what she should do take her um laxative and you know after breakfast she should hang around and say you know what I'm just gonna chill here and like admire the scenery you head back to the water villa darling and I'm just gonna like traverse this kind of beautiful lobby and then she should go in the lobby and have oh do you know what though so whenever when I and when I've been on holiday with a boyfriend before I have definitely done the lobby poo because like you don't want to do it in the that's what she should do bravo that's exactly what she should do right that's what I would do I and also like me and him have crossed the boundary 100% crossed the boundary whatever but I wouldn't if me and him when we go on holiday together there is no way I'm going in the room I like so him and I are going to Nikki Beach um I got it for his birthday uh in a couple of weeks uh first week of June and I am 100% going to go into the lobby. And now I've told him, because he's probably going to listen to this, but whatever. My friend, I'm going in the lobby. Don't worry, you can use the bathroom in the room. Well, do you know what? I hope this girl has a great time in the Maldives, enjoys the rest of her trip, has... And do you know what, Fiona? There is no better feeling than having a poo after a few days of no oh my god it's when i was in australia i went nearly a week right what a week nearly because i was so out of routine and i was sleeping at completely different times i was sleeping for like a couple of hours at a time and then everything was a mess a mess a mess a mess i just returned from dubai where i drank a lot of alcohol in the two weeks i didn't eat a vegetable i was eating like pickle burger and din tai fung every goddamn day and so my system was horrendously sluggish well fiona everybody was so invested in my bowel movements from my (laughs) sister to my mom my brother-in-law is a very um taciturn type of guy and even he was like well laura any shits my sister's um neighbor her husband they were all asking after my bowel movements um, and the only thing that actually um the only thing that actually got my system going was a fuck ton of, of laxatives and when it happened it was actually like little cherubs were floating out of the bathroom like hallelujah and I just like walked around feeling like as light as air thinking oh I just wish that I could have a shit every day it would just I think I would be a better person because of it I go every day and we've also been talking about poo now for 13 minutes straight and I love it we all do it i know we all do it we all do it take a laxative when you're on holiday with your boyfriend if you're too ashamed to do it in the loo 
go to the lobby bob's your uncle that's our advice to you and actually laura i think it was excellent because that's totally what i would do thank you so much obviously for writing in please do keep writing in we absolutely love it um and we shall try and give our best advice El recommends. we have a new segment that has come from our amazing sponsor of this season, El Couture. El Couture is the female-founded, female-owned activewear brand, and we have an incredible discount code, LoveBites20, that can be redeemed online or on the store, worldwide shipping, and there is a same-day delivery in Dubai, and there are two shores, shops, it's on a roll as well uh one on alvas road and one on jamira beach so please do redeem our code love bites 20 you know when i was in dubai i actually visited the store the gorgeous are absolutely beautiful they're so lifestyle and so welcoming the girl the staff there are like they've just got a lovely way with them but I bought myself yet another set um the untamed collection you know the mm. one that you have with the the crisscross back I bought it in the red um and also I bought it in the black for my cousin that lives in Australia and I bought it over to her and she wore it one day and I was walking behind her on the beach just looking at her silhouette she would kind of be like a maybe a size 10 to 12 but like lovely curves and it just pinches you in in all the right places that is by far one of my favorite sets yeah me too me too um so Laura tell me what have you been consuming this week I have been loving a series on Netflix have you heard of or watched Anatomy of a Scandal Yes, this was going to be my recommendation this week as well. So actually, I'm really glad that you've said it because then we can discuss it for longer. Um, Yes, I have. Have you read the book? No, I I actually didn't know it was a book. So I read the book. It came out quite a few years ago. I think it came out in 2017, around the time of the Me Too movement. It came out and it was a really great, obviously, depiction of Me Too. Um, Mm -hmm. And the book is fantastic. It's very different. It's not, it's very, it's, they, Nailed it, to be honest with you. They nailed the casting. The ending is different in the book. Uh, they don't have the additional ending that they had in the series. Obviously, don't want to give it away. Um, mm. And I don't... This is what I found interesting. Tell me your thoughts on this. So in the series... So just to give people a bit of background, Anatomy of a Scandal is basically a mini-series. It's got Sienna Miller in, Rupert Friend, and Michelle Doherty. And it's basically about this uh, MP that gets um, accused of rape, of raping his aide, so basically his uh, government researcher. And then it's all about the court case and there is a lawyer there and she basically takes the case. That's all I'm gonna basically say. And it's really interesting. Of It shows kind of the, in the kind of, I'd say the, the darker side of maybe government and politics because a lot of them all went to kind of Eton and Oxford and they probably have a lot of secrets. But what I found really interesting is in the book, I correct me if I'm wrong because I haven't read the book in a while, the girl that he had the affair with that accused us of the rape is not his aide in the book. I think she's just a secretary or one another kind of subordinate role. I think they made 
the girl he had an affair with in the series his aide because Matt Hancock had an affair with his aide. And it was a dig at him. There, uh, do you know what? I didn't even see that alignment. Yeah. Oh, you're 100%. Yeah. I honestly, I we watched it in like in a, in a day. We were hungover and we watched it the whole thing in a day. It was so good. I thought it was completely enthralling TV. I also thought it was so frigging clever because there were times that I agreed with one side and then moved to the other and then realized that a lot of the time these situations are so blurry and so much of the perspective is entirely subjective. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was fantastic TV. I thought Sienna Miller was phenomenal. I, I, I feel like we haven't seen much of Sienna Miller over the last few years. Um, and she made such a fantastic comeback. And that twist, did you see the twist coming? The one that I'm talking about, the kind of... I didn't see it. I, I didn't see it coming, but I, did it, I didn't see it coming at the end. But I did think when it was kind of coming to the end of the series that they hadn't talked about it. And it was such an obviously big event that happens. Um but yeah, I think that I think they've done that to set it up for season two. Yeah, absolutely loved it. Well, listen, because we have both talked about the anatomy of a scandal, can I quickly talk about a book that I'm loving at the moment? Please do. Okay, so I've talked about this ad nauseum and I will continue to talk about it as one of the most life-changing books I have read. And that is The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Have you read it? No, but I've heard you speak about it. Fiona, I really recommend this book for anybody that's just having a little bit of a moment, somebody that feels lost or stuck, somebody that maybe feels down or depressed, um, somebody that feels shackled to the past and also fearful of the future, which to be honest, I think is a lot of us in some way, shape or form at varying degrees. Um, and this book serves to reinforce the fact that in the here and now we are safe in the here and now we are protected in the here and now we are looked after and so much fear and depression comes from ruminating on things in the past and ruminating on things that potentially will happen in the future and quite often those things don't come to fruition so we spend our lives in a constant state of fearful influx mm. when really we just need to center ourselves in the moment and approach life with a a certain air of stoicism um, and I really love this book I've recommended it to everybody who will listen and um, Oprah Winfrey actually Oprah Winfrey did I say that really weird <laughs> Oprah. you said Oprah Winfrey <laughs> Oprah Winfrey Oprah Winfrey um, like my chores or whatever <laughs> Oprah Winfrey recommended it as one of her um again one of her most life-changing books and 
I think it is absolutely phenomenal and would recommend it to anybody. It's, I think that's such a um, important message also, Laura, because also this is exactly something <clears throat> that I'm kind of going through at the moment, I, I would say in a new relationship. And I'm, I'm sure people who have been through things like me and then got themselves into a relationship are kind of trying to work through is I spend a lot of time worrying about what's going to happen in the future. Are we going to move in together? Is he going to say, I love you? Are we going to get married? What's going to happen next? And actually I'm missing what's happening now because I'm so conscious of the future because every because obviously for so long, the future has never happened for me. So I'm worrying about it, but actually I need to stop myself from being exactly what you're saying, which is I need to take a step back and be like, I need to be present. Otherwise I'm not going to enjoy these moments. But it's very hard to do. You almost have to train yourself because when I'm think, obviously, especially we're girls, we love to fantasize and daydream. And I have to stop myself because I don't want to be disappointed if my life doesn't live up to my fantasy. And of course it won't ever, because that's not what, that's not life, that's not life. So really important. I think that's such an important book. Thank you so much for recommending that. I think that's brilliant. Another one quickly, do we have time? We do, hang on. This is the first time we've done it, everyone. We do have time. And then we can. Okay. So last but not least, this is the five minute journal. So the five minute journal actually was bought for me in the first instance by our mutual friend Kat during lockdown number one, where everybody's head was just frazzled. Nobody knew what was going on. My head was well and truly lodged up my arse. Um, and she had this delivered to me and it really just encouraged mindfulness and um, gratefulness and all those lovely things. As the name suggests, it's five minutes. That's all it takes. It opens with a really short positive mantra so today's for example was life is an echo what you send out comes back what you sow you shall reap what you give you get what you see in others exists in you and I believe this wholeheartedly so then there are three little clauses I am grateful for and you list three things so I could be grateful for this great chat with Fiona I could be grateful for having food in the fridge I could be grateful for having an orgasm whatever that may be and then what would make today great? So you reflect into the future, you project into the future and you state three things that would make today great. So I said today, being kind to myself, minimizing time on social media and getting shit done. And then daily affirmations. I am, and you could say things like so grateful and in control of life and everything flows to me abundantly, etc. That's all you have to do in the morning. Then come the evening time, you write three amazing things that happened to me today. So this is encourages you to reflect on your day and pick three things that you're grateful for. And to me, gratitude is just the starting point for okay. such amazingness. And then how could I have made today better? And you simply write something like, um, you know, spend too much time on social media. And then that would encourage you to tomorrow make a bit of a fresh plan and to me that is such a powerful beautiful little journal and it takes five minutes a day and we all have five minutes Fiona to agree. do things to help our mindset yeah 
And to end, we have one more recommendation, which is from our sponsor, El Couture, and it is Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. Have you read this book? Just finished it. I have tried so many times to get into this book and I just can't. And I've tried so many times. And I really want to read it because there's the film coming out with Daisy Edgar Jones, who is from Normal People. Do you remember? Did you watch Normal yeah. People? Sally Rooney, yes. Not to like jump around with recommendations, but I'm absolutely desperate to read it before. And I think I've got it upstairs. And do you know what? Tonight I'm going to sit and I'm going to read it and I'm going to get into it. And that's going to be my goal. El Couture, that is such a banging recommendation. I've just finished it and it was such a page turner. It was so beautifully written. The description of the characters, the description is so vivid. Like I literally felt like I was there with every single character and the protagonist in particular. Fantastic book. That's been recommended so many times. So if you haven't read Where the Crawdads Sing, get behind El Couture's recommendation. That is a great one. Well, thank you so much, Laura Rooney, for an excellent comeback to season three. A nice big reveal. Nice recommendations. I mean, I can't believe I've got a fucking boyfriend, if I'm totally honest with you. Like, what the hell? Oh, this was not, what a plot twist, I have to say. What a plot twist. As in, like, not for the podcast, as in for my life. Like, I did not, I genuinely didn't fucking see it coming. It came but isn't out. that isn't that what yeah. they all say? Like when, when you least expect it, it comes over and smacks you so fucking hard in the arse that you have your butt plug lodged inside your sphincter. <laughs> I do sometimes have to stop. I have to just quickly before we finish. Like I've got two of it, but I have to stop myself from looking at him sometimes and going, which is my own insecurity of being like, why do you like me? Because obviously for so long I haven't had anyone like me or the people that I've liked them like me back so it's really difficult to then just be like it's because he is lucky I have to say things like he's lucky to be with me and I'm like I know all that but sometimes it is really hard to not go retreat into feeling like why does why does he like me so much and when he tells me I'm I almost have to be like but why though and that's my own thing and I have to work on that myself and I think that in time it will become easier but that is I, it doesn't, I think that when you get into a relationship, it doesn't mean that your problems and issues go away. Of course not. So that is. Well, thank um, you for taking us on your journey with you. Um, I'm just so friggin' excited to see how things go. And I speak for everybody when I say we are just so friggin' happy for you. It couldn't happen to a nicer girl. You deserve it. Thank you so much. And I love you. I love you too.